1: Plus, we get into the antics, breakdowns, and breakthroughs of our own experience of marriage and parenthood.
0: All right. You ready, babe?
1: Yep. Let's do it, mama.
0: Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. We have a really cool show for you today. Very informative, and I know you're going to get a lot out of it. Before we hop into that, have you checked out the Doing It At Home online shop? If you haven't, go do that right now. Go to bonfire.com slash store slash D-I-A-H podcast. Or if that was too much for you, don't worry. There is a link in the show notes in whatever platform or whatever device you are using to listen to the show. Click that link and you will see the shop full of t-shirts, tanks, long sleeve shirts, sweatshirts and hoodies, different designs, different colors, different sizes. Pretty cool stuff. And it's such a great way to represent the show. They're cool conversation starters, believe that. And great gifts for your birth team, your midwife, your doula, birth photographer, birth junkie friend, or yourself first and foremost. And it supports the show. So it keeps us running. It allows us more um, cool stuff that we can provide for you um, in terms of content and other future things in the doing it at home realm. So go check that out. Also, I alluded to this briefly in our last episode beforehand, that I am launching a new program, a new coaching program for mamas in both the trying to conceive and pregnancy phase, as well as postpartum and motherhood. It's a 12-week coaching experience designed to support you in that specific phase, whatever you are in. So in preparation for pregnancy, in preparation for birth, in the midst of new mamahood and postpartum, as well as into motherhood and integrating all of the aspects of yourself. So I'm giving you the doing it at home community an exclusive jump on that. So if you are interested and you want to learn more and get in before the official launch, go to my website sarabivens.com and get in touch with me. I also have a link to that in the show notes. You can also reach out to me on Instagram, Sarah M. Bivens. Also, Matthew is on Instagram. If you want to check him out and connect with him, Matthew underscore Bivens. And doing it at home is D I A H podcast. You can also connect with us on Facebook, our Facebook page and group, doing it at home. And then the group is doing it at home birth group. So all the ways you can connect with us. And if you are not subscribed to the show, please make sure that you do so you don't miss a single episode. It also helps us to get the show out there so that the show is found more easily and more people are in on this empowered birth conversation. So all the ways that you can connect, be a part of the community, support the show. We appreciate you so ridiculously much. Okay, moving into our interview, we are chatting with Kira Volpe of Infant Acid Reflux Solutions. So this is something we haven't talked about on the show before, and that's why I'm really excited about it, because we chat about what infant acid reflux is, why it goes so unnoticed and untreated in babies. We talk about the symptoms, how to treat the condition, plus how she and her team, together with a few physicians, have use the approach of telemedicine to offer care for families all around the world. So it's a really great, informative conversation and one that I know any of you out there who have experienced it or know someone who has experienced it will get a lot out of and is an incredible resource. So we're grateful to bring it to you and thank you to Kira and the whole team at Infant Acid Reflux Solutions. Here it is.
2: Sick of being upsold at gyms?
0: Hi, Kira. Welcome to the Doing It at Home podcast. How are you?
3: Hey, how are you guys? I'm doing great.
1: We are fantastic. And we're excited to chat with you because you've got some really amazing information that you're going to be sharing with us and our audience. So,
3: yes, happy to have you here. I'm excited to share.
0: Yeah, I know this is going to be a great resource for mamas, really at any stage in motherhood. Because I feel like it's so helpful to be prepared and have the knowledge beforehand. So if you're pregnant or in preconception or you know early postpartum, uh, this is going to be awesome. Because this isn't something we've covered on the show before. Nope. Um, so Kira, to kick us off, could you just share a little bit about who you are and what you do before we you know dive into some of the specifics? Um,
3: I'm happy to, and thank you so much for having me on the show. I'm excited about sharing this information. Um, my name is Kira Volpe, and I work for a company called Infant Acid Reflux Solutions. And it's, a, it's not only a resource, it actually started as an informational site, um, but working with moms on a regular basis, we found that there was a huge need for moms and dads that didn't have anywhere to turn for medical help Um, And we started providing telemedicine, which is online doctor appointments, through the site so families could connect with a doctor that was, you know, not only willing to hear um, the complaints and, and the hurdles that families are enduring by treating or working with a baby with acid reflux, but also provide, you know, valid and effective help for these moms. And I work mostly as um, the business coordinator and help facilitating the doctor's visits and supporting the doctors in any way, any way that I can so they can help the families that are looking for help.
0: Wow. Right. And then I would imagine over the course of the work, you've learned a lot about um, the challenges, the experiences of of the mothers and, and what what that is, the general conversation and then the solutions to it.
3: For sure, and I want to you know make a disclaimer I'm not a medical doctor, right, but because I work with two amazing experts, I've learned more about acid reflux than <laughs> one person should have to know about acid reflux that isn't a doctor. and it's very rewarding. I love what I do, so it it became a passion of mine to learn more and and just be as much of a resource to the families that I could be
1: mm. absolutely, so. When when families come to you, what sort of state are they in when they reach out to you?
3: Oh, wow. Great question. You know, a lot of the families are incredibly desperate for help because they haven't had, you know, their babies haven't slept for weeks on end, which means that the mom and dad haven't slept for weeks on end. And that can put an incredible amount of stress on a family. And that's something that a lot of people don't talk about when they talk about acid reflux disease is the amount of stress that it causes on the family as a whole. You know, the fact that it can affect marriages, it can affect um, the other children in the family. It can, you know, create extreme sleep deprivation, which, you know, makes it very difficult for people to function on a normal level. And then there's also, you know, the postpartum depression aspect Mm. of it, Um, you know, the mom's great need to connect to their infant when, you know, they're first in the first infancy stages and in the first weeks or months of their life, and they miss out on that can create a lot of stress um, for the mom in general, Mm. but um, they usually are very frantic, very stressed, um, very concerned, of course, and confused because they, they don't really know what to do to help their baby. And of course, as a parent, you just want to get your baby out of pain and feeling good of and being a happy, healthy baby.
0: Yeah. Gosh. So I know for me personally, when I first looked into this a little further, you know, acid reflux and connecting that with babies and infancy, I mean, for me, the only other time I've been aware of acid reflux in my life is like my dad in his 70s experiencing, you know, Mm -hmm. so someone, it might be surprising to see acid reflux and connected with um, infants. So could you just share, you know, a broad overview definition for what acid reflux disease is?
3: Yeah, I'd love to. Acid reflux disease is classified in the medical literature as three or more symptoms in a long-term period that causes pain or alters um, a a state or or a condition of life. Mm. So, um, the symptoms to look for can be everything as mild as just spitting up and then that could be, go as extreme as um, affecting the child's ability to breathe because acid comes up into the baby's throat and then it gets into their lungs when they inhale and that that causes aspiration. So it can get pretty extreme in some cases. Um, acid reflux is for infants Mostly because of an immature esophageal sphincter, which is a circular muscle that encircles um, your esophagus and helps keep the stomach contents in your tummy. And because a baby is laying down most of the time and it has an immature esophageal sphincter, wow. a lot of those contents can come back up into the throat. And cause, you know, tissue damage because acid is a very strong consistency. So it causes, it causes tissue damage. And then that tissue damage over time um, with new introduction of acid is like, you know, squeezing lemon juice on a cut. It's okay. extremely painful. Yeah. So um, that's the official definition of GERD. One in four babies out of four million babies born in the U.S. every year suffer from acid reflux, and about 60% of those will turn into acid reflux disease. So it's a, it's a problem. It's a consistent and, and a big concern, especially when parents are, you know, finding it difficult to find effective care and support.
1: Mm-hmm. Why why do parents, why are they having trouble finding effective care and support? It seems like if it's so common, if it happens of the time, then why, you know, I feel like, yeah, you should be able to go and get the care and get the support. Why is it such a challenge?
3: Yeah, that's a multi-level answer. And the first thing I can say is I don't have an intelligent answer for that. Um, I've heard a lot of stories from parents that just, they're, it's very confusing to me. They'll go to doctors and, you know, a lot of times families are being told that their baby spits up and all babies spit up and don't worry about it. They'll outgrow it in a year or so. And, you know, that's a very difficult reply for a family to hear because, like I said, a lot of these families are coming from a place of desperation when they find their baby has acid reflux and they're sleep deprived and their baby's in pain. Um, you know, I've heard all kinds of stories, you know, telling moms that, you know, they'll outgrow it to um, you know, don't, don't be such an overreactive parent and, um, you're a first time mom, don't worry about it. So when a family does approach a doctor and they're not getting the support they need, um, and a doctor isn't, um, willing or wanting to provide medication to the baby, which of course we understand like no mom or dad wants to give their baby medication, but The intention is to give the baby medications that are very safe for the short time that they have to take medications, which is usually 12 months to 18 months, which is when babies start to outgrow reflux. And in that time frame, we get to keep the baby out of pain. We get to keep their quality of life high and their eating habits and and we don't have to worry about concerns of, of failure to thrive because they're not able to eat or, mm. or dehydration and, and certain situations like that. So that's kind of our mantra. We know that moms don't want to give their babies medication. But at that time, we just want to say, hey, let's keep the baby out of pain so we can keep them healthy and happy. And then within a year, in most cases, this will be a long distant memory.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's a I, I love that that. That happens, right? In most cases, it does become just a distant memory. But I imagine yeah. while they're in it, it has to suck because everything you described—just, uh, I mean, you know, having a, a, a baby girl—I couldn't imagine knowing that she was experiencing that and feeling like helpless. It's just it's right. a lemon in the open wound. It sounds terrible. So, yeah. how? I, I get that when you get to a state of desperation and you know something is wrong and you're going and seeking answers, but how? how how do how can parents know when to come because they might think something is going on that's not just the normal spit up like how do you distinguish between yeah you know this this could be normal spit up or maybe it's something a little bit more maybe it's potentially going down the path of acid reflux like how do you do that early so it doesn't get you don't get to a place where you're completely desperate and at the end of your wits end and then you're coming for help
3: yeah, that's another great question. So there's a couple of things. Um, the the great thing about babies is they're going to let you know when something's wrong because they're going to cry. So when a baby cries, there's a few reasons. They're hungry, you know, they have a messy diaper, or they're uncomfortable. And when the crying is frequent enough and you see signs say like spit up, you can consider that a sign of reflux. We have a questionnaire on the website, and um, it's called the infant acid reflux questionnaire. And we take them through a series of questions. And those questions were put together by a team of medical professionals when they did um, a study called Marcy Kids at the University of Missouri. And that questionnaire will help determine what are the signs that are being displayed and is it qualifying that child as a um, a candidate for acid reflux disease. And once they fill out that questionnaire, we respond with very helpful information. Mm. And regardless of what path they decide to take, we provide them information on what's happening. um, If there is medication present, we tell them a little bit about the medication that they're using and um, using effective care. And if they decide, we also provide them information about using our telemedicine service with our online doctor. If they decide to go that route, they're welcome to connect with our doctors so we can help them.
2: Mm. This podcast is sponsored by Skylight Calendar. Let's be real. Running a household can be exhausting and chaotic. And finding the perfect Mother's Day gift, it's not exactly a no-brainer. Until now. The Skylight Calendar is the best way to organize the family and give everyone, especially mom, some peace of mind to enjoy the things that matter most. The Skylight Calendar is a smart touchscreen calendar that keeps track of and manages the chores, dinner planning, groceries, and to-dos for the whole family. The Skylight Calendar automatically syncs each family member's digital calendars and displays them all together on one color-coded touchscreen. It even doubles as a digital picture frame, so you can finally share all those special moments that are just sitting on your phone as a limited time offer for our listeners. Get 15% off your purchase of a Skylight calendar when you go to skylightcal.com easy. That's S-K-Y-L-I-G-H-T-C-A-L.com easy. Get 15% off your Mother's Day purchase now at skylightcal.com easy.
0: I'm curious, are there any patterns or things that you've found or, you know, collectively researchers, doctors have found that certain women might be more likely, whether that's through pregnancy or babies, infants, that might be more likely uh, to have acid reflux. Is is there is there anything like that that we've been able to draw as far as conclusions, like
3: things that, that make it more,
0: more likely to experience?
3: Yeah, you know, from what I understand, there is a small genetic factor. Mm-hmm. However, Um, there are more, the babies that are more susceptible are the children that are premature. Mm, Um, And oddly enough, through some of the studies that I've read, uh, cesarean births can contribute when a baby passes through a birth canal. There's a lot of cool stuff that happens. You know, the mother gives an influx of antibiotics and probiotics and all of these things go flushing to the baby as they pass through the birth canal, preparing them to go out into the real world, right? And that doesn't happen when you have a a C-section. Now, I'm not, you know, saying that C-sections are bad. I know that they're necessary in a lot of cases, but, you know, the fact that some babies are born with premature um, esophageal sphincters, um, there's also the food factor. Uh, A lot of reflux babies have what's called MSPI or milk soy protein intolerance. Um, Food isn't food anymore. You know, there's so many contributing factors Mm -hmm. that could, you know, add to the severity or the frequency of acid reflux. And again, we, we take a look at all those factors, but it all comes down to, yes, you can do certain things by, you know, controlling your diet, but um, there's, our mantra is to keep the baby out of pain get them healthy and happy and in that short time frame, where even if there is a food allergy, a lot of babies will outgrow it in a year. They start, you know, mm. adjusting to what their environment and the food that's being given to them. And, and even on the most sensitive diets, you'll see babies outgrowing them after a certain time frame, And that is about 12 months to 18 months. So yeah, our mantra is just, Hey, let's keep the baby out of pain. Let's get them healthy and happy. And, um, when they outgrow it, you know, we just have them adjust as, as needed.
1: I I love that mantra because I think everybody listening can, like it resonates, you know, you want to keep your baby healthy and happy and you want to do as few, um, interventions and medicines as possible. And it sounds like when it does get to the point where people are coming to you and it's just, you know, distressed state that, that, um, it's great to know that, that, at least the work that you all do, it's to minimize any of the medication that they do go on. I know a lot of our, our audience, you know, they definitely are, are interested in that. Um, can you talk to us a little bit about the the telemedicine stuff? That's super interesting to me because you know, we love supplying resources that anybody listening can can use, right? This isn't just like, you know, one doctor's office in one city. And if you happen to live in an that area, that's where you go. But you guys have a, a telemedicine uh, thing that uh, I'm, I'm assuming is connected with the questionnaire. Can you talk about that a little bit?
3: Yeah, it was really, it was really cool how it evolved because um, I have a Facebook group called Infinite Acid Reflux Solutions where you know whether they use our our services or not, moms are welcome to join. I say moms, I mean families, moms and dads. And um, as I was working with the families one-on-one through the Facebook group. I kept running into situations where, you know, families didn't have a good resource to turn to. Now, there are certain doctors throughout the United States that are on board with with our mantra, and they're like, yeah, let's get the baby medicated and keep them out of pain. But then there are other doctors, and depending on where you are in the United States, and in some cases, the world, because we do um, have families that we've helped in China, in France, in the UK, in Spain um, you can get help from anywhere in the world now. And it evolved because I was working on putting together a resource for moms to find medical care, um, kind of like a database. It's, it's called Marcy kids doctors on the website and, you know, families could go on there and find a doctor that could help them. But the problem was, the, you know, families are all across the United States, and the doctors that are um, privy to helping infants with acid reflux were scattered. So as I was doing research and trying to put together this database, I stumbled across the term telemedicine. And I thought, well, what the heck is this? So I started doing <laughs> some research and I found out that you could put, put together an online doctor's appointment and you can provide patients care, And the stipulation is you have to have a face-to-face with your doctor. And that's how telemedicine has evolved. As long as you have a video Mm -hmm. uh, teleconference, you can provide care to any patient across the nation and in some cases the world. So that's when I started doing research on how to put together a telemedicine service for families, which has turned out to be an incredible resource for families and you know, part of the, part of the passion and what drives me is the fact that I get to hear the success story. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I get to hear the states Mm -hmm. where moms and families come to me and they say, you know, oh my God, I'm desperate. I need help. I don't know what to do. And then I get to hear the success story at at the end of the, um, at the end of the day. And the, the parents have their, their babies are feeling better and, and they're happy and smiling and eating. And, and that's a huge, huge perk for me. That's what drives me. Yeah. You know, I get to see happy baby pictures all day. Yeah. So. <laughs> that's so cool. We
1: think
3: so, so that's kind of how that evolved. And I just, it's become, um, it's become a whole different part or entity of our, of our project. And um, we're all really excited about it. I've got a great doctor, Dr. Jennifer Prince, and we stumbled on her just by, you know, resourcing for Uh, medical care doctors, and she'd been working with infants with Failure to Thrive for years before we even connected, and she's totally on board with what we do, and she's incredibly compassionate, and she works with Dr. P on a regular basis, so we've got a great team, a great team of really caring and knowledgeable professionals.
1: We love the fact that that, uh, you now have something that anybody can take advantage of, because you know, you shouldn't, I mean, if like, your, your, your baby is is suffering in this way, like, you should be able to get some help, you know, and... and
3: Absolutely.
1: I can only imagine, like, my heart goes out to those families who are, are in oh. the situation.
3: Oh, oh for they're... sure. It's It's, like, hard enough to be a parent yeah. <laughs> yeah. in the best-case scenario, you know. As a concerned parent, you want the best for your child. You want them to be happy and thriving and... Yeah, to be able to get that to a family and make sure that you know, they're feeling good about their baby and they get to wake up to a smiling, happy baby. Yeah. That's everything.
0: Yeah, Absolutely. it really is. What I think is so cool about this, you know, I think about our community here at Doing It at Home and typically, you know, women, families who are interested in their options, right? And who yeah. might not want to go just the route that is expected or is has been there before or what people are pushing on you. But through access to resources and information and things like telemedicine and what you all provide, I think is is right in there, like right in the wheelhouse of what these moms and, and families are are planning for themselves in terms of how they parent, how they birth, how they for sure. um, care for their children. <clears throat> and so I just, I think that's a really cool, I think that syncs up really well with um what, you know, particularly the home birthing family or community is looking for is just access to options and to resources.
3: Yeah, for sure. Because we place so much weight on how our children are raised right yeah. and especially with parents you know we tend to internalize like everything that goes wrong with your child <laughs> so yeah. you know there's there's that whole feeling of, of just wanting to be a great provider and a great parent to your child so
1: well please share with uh, with everyone listening where they can go to get more information where the questionnaire is where they can connect with all the amazing things that you all are doing.
3: Thank you. I'd be happy to share. So the website is called infant acid reflux solutions. It's a long one, but <laughs> <laughs> that's the name we started with and we're stuck with it. So, um, infant and on the home page, you'll see a link with, um, a questionnaire icon and also another link to schedule a doctor's visit with, um, with our telemedicine service. It's always a great idea to start with the questionnaire. Whether you use our services or not, we really do want to help. We want to give you as much information for you to make your own decisions. And we are certainly not the only option, I want to stress that. But, you know, we just want to provide you as much information as possible so uh, families and parents can make educated decisions. And it really is up to each individual family how they want to treat their child. So if we can be a resource, great. But at the very least, by filling out that questionnaire, you're going to leave with a ton of information that's going to help you and help your baby. So just go to the website. You'll see a huge icon that says questionnaire. Click on that. Fill in the information. And we'll do our best to you know, get you as much help as possible. Awesome. That's awesome. amazing.
1: We'll have links to all yeah. of that in the show notes for everybody listening and in the description for this episode if you're on Uh, iTunes or Google Play or whatever. Just check the description.
3: Thank you both so much for having me as a guest. It's really meaningful to me to be able to share. So thank you so much.
0: Yes, Kira, we appreciate you. Thanks for hanging out with us. And this is just so awesome. Like I said, something we haven't talked about before. And yet here it is in a really, you know, powerful way for mama's families to just get information and make happy babies everywhere.
3: (laughs) Yes, that's our goal. Happy babies. And thank you for the opportunity. And thanks for what you guys do. I mean, just being able to share with other families.